scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And I'm blessed. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Welcome to another episode of Blunt Truths Pod. It's your girls, Grey Goose, and Reese Peace. The pre-roll for today is, there's complexities in complexion. And that is from Brown Skin Girls by the Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, the oh. first, oh, featuring St. John, Wizkid, and the Blue Ivy. <laughs> in the Blue Ivy, mm-hmm. Lord. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So today's episode is going to be on colorism. So for those of you who may not know what colorism is, uh, the definition, according to Oxford languages, is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Yes. And I hope y'all really listen to that definition because too often when these conversations are had, I'll hear people say things like colorism goes both ways. Incorrect. Yeah. As per Oxford languages (laughs) and me, (laughs) it does not. So stop deflecting. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like with uh, racism too. Like how they, yeah, it's the same thing. Blacks are racist too. No. Right. We We don't have the power and authority to be racist. But nice try, Trumpy. (laughs) So, I can't. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. I I don't have COVID, I assure you. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to call out, and we'll make sure we put the link to this in the show notes, that there's a series called Shades of Black by a UK publication called The Guardian, Mm -hmm. and they host it online. So, there's a whole series of articles. Um, from various dark-skinned people mm-hmm. just talking about their experiences with colorism, whether it be in dating or in Hollywood mm-hmm. or in, you know, dealing with, like, their children and teaching them certain things and just all kinds of stuff. It's a really interesting series. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the, the stats from this article or from this series of articles that I found interesting um, was that there was data that concluded 55% of light-skinned women were married, while only 23% of dark-skinned women had jumped the broom, right? Wow. And I think that it's important to, like, look at statistics when it comes to colorism yeah. because there's so much gaslighting. As a dark-skinned woman myself, let yeah. me just put that out there because obviously y'all are hearing me, not seeing me, mm-hmm, um, unless mm-hmm. y'all follow our Instagram. Yeah. Plug. Yes. Um, but I am a dark-skinned woman, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a, a NW50 or a Fenty 445 if y'all know makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know my shade. <laughs> I'm, I'm dark-skinned <laughs> to the point that when I first started wearing makeup when I was 16, the only place I could get my makeup was MAC, okay? Because they did not make drugstore shades in my skin tone. Um, but I think it's important to like state stats like these yeah. um, because one of the things that I've realized is that when conversations about colorism come up, mm-hmm. people will constantly try to gaslight you, yeah. right? Yeah. They'll say, well, we're all black, so what's the big deal? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, because people have the privileges, right? Right. Yeah. Like, yes, we're all black. That that part is accurate. But our experiences as black people do differ yeah. based on different things, Agreed. you know? Um, based on how we're perceived or how we're received Agreed. by people. So that's that I found interesting. Yeah. Um, but colorism doesn't just impact you in 
your dating life. Right, right. Not only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things that you could uh, benefit from just I kind of feel I, like how we touched on with like pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. I think that's also a part of it, too. Yeah. Like with colorism, like we have yeah, light skinned women will get may get more things mm-hmm. you know benefits than uh dark skin because women. of the closer proximity to whiteness exactly which it all boils down to anti-black that is exactly and what white is. supremacy i yep. feel like most of the world's problems if not all of them agree can be attributed to white supremacy and anti-blackness agree. but um colorism in particular so as i said like i'm a dark-skinned woman um so i have so many stories we could literally be here for days (laughs) so so can you share just maybe a few of your experiences yeah for sure so um on previous episodes i've talked about the fact that both of my parents are from barbados Mm -hmm. so the last i checked barbados is like 80 percent black when my parents were growing up it was even more so black right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so growing up I wasn't cognizant of the fact that colorism even existed, right? Um, My brother is, like, lighter skinned than everyone else in my family, but he's still brown skinned. Mm -hmm. Um, And then both of my parents are dark skinned. My sister is really, like, brown. I'm I'm one of the darkest people in my family. Okay. But I never felt, like, less than or even really compared my skin tone to anyone else's because... My parents were just like, hey, we all black kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and then also, I went to a predominantly white private Christian school mm-hmm. up until middle school. Mm-hmm. So again, I was never really cognizant of like different like different. skin tones yeah. per se mm-hmm. um, until I got to middle school. So in middle school, my par- in sixth grade, my parents moved to, um, an, or yeah, sixth grade? Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. We moved to a new city, and I started going to public school. I'm a liar. It was eighth grade. Sorry, y'all. Because <laughs> I'm like, I definitely skipped the fifth grade, and that was in private school. So it was it was eighth grade. Okay. Um, anyway, I got to public school, and the makeup of the public school was predominantly white, followed by Hispanic, and then the least populous um, ethnicity was black. Mm-hmm. And when I got to this school, I'll never forget, we had, like, a chemistry class. And in the class, there was this really, 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 really pale boy who was, like, half Colombian, half Norwegian. Very oh, random. what a different... That's <laughs> he, different. And he spoke Spanish and, and? Norwegian. Oh, wow. He's actually, like, I feel like a Norwegian politician or something now. It's really, it's really weird. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't believe him when he said he was Norwegian, but this man really does live in Norway now. So, wow. <laughs> um... I remember we had a chemistry class and I don't know if y'all had that experience where you had to like make like the molecular models with the different like sticks and balls of different oh, colors yes, yes. to represent the different elements. Yep. So if you recall, carbon was black or is probably still is black. Mm-hmm. So the when we had that that day in class, ever since then, the boy would call me, the boy Julian, who was super, super pale, would call me carbone. Because he was like, oh, that's the black, like that element is black and you're so like the, you... the darkest black person I know. So like, you're like carbon. Oh, wow. And so I was like, wait, what? Like, this is so weird. I, I didn't really think much of it. I was kind of like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, And then I had more experiences where, so I had a lot of Hispanic friends when I was in middle school and high school. Because like I said, that was the second most populous, you know, um, ethnic group in my school. Mm-hmm. And I would notice things like, 
there would be guys who would be attracted to my Hispanic, obviously light, you know, lighter skinned mm-hmm. um, friends, and then they would talk negatively about me. There was even an experience where this black boy at my school, who was like close to my shade, mm-hmm. he like made a whole video on YouTube, like talking shit about me. Mind you, I never exchanged For a what? word with this boy, and no. like in the same video, he was like uplifting at the time my like two Hispanic um, best friends. What was the, what was the reason? Like, it was, why? It was really just to, bizarre. Just to put you down. <laughs> yeah, just, just for me existing. That's like, crazy. I literally, again, never like talked to this man in my life. Um, and then I noticed things like more so when I got to college, right? Yeah. So I went to Rutgers, which mm-hmm. is you know the State University of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It has one of the largest um, student populations out of all the schools in New Jersey because it's the State University mm-hmm. of, the, of New Jersey. Um, and so I had friends from high school, right? Those same Hispanic friends from high school. And I would notice when we would go to like frat parties and stuff, there would be guys that would literally come over and talk to all my friends and completely disregard me. Except for <laughs> there was one Q party in particular mm-hmm. where, you know, me and my friends were in a circle talking and everything. And there's this guy came up behind me. I wasn't really paying him much mind. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know this man. And the next thing I know, he bit me on my butt. Oh, so, I mean, cues like have a practice of yeah, doing yeah, that, yeah. you know, certain know. places or whatever. But the fact that you chose the one black girl out this group and you felt like it was okay in a party full of people to like bite her butt. But the way that they would interact with my Hispanic friends mm-hmm. was like very respectful mm-hmm. and completely different. And yeah, so yeah. I had experiences like that in college. Mm-hmm. And then even as an adult, like fairly recently, mm-hmm. I remember there was one guy who I dated who's like the same color as me. Mm-hmm. And he told me, I don't even remember how the conversation came up. I think I brought up something about colorism. And he was like, oh, people are allowed to have a preference. That's something else that people will constantly say to gaslight you. Yeah. <laughs> during conversations about colorism. Um, and he said, yeah, you know, I, I personally prefer a lighter skinned woman because I like the contrast of their skin on mine. That's so dumb. He but, he don't give a fuck about his black ass mom. Bruh. Huh? And he's saying this to and me, he, a dark yeah. skinned Woman. That too, and, and he's black, right? Like, and then he went on to say, you know, it's just a matter of I'm not really attracted to dark skin women because growing up they never had their hair done and they didn't dress wait, well. Wait, what the fuck? Where the fuck Every, is he from? He is from um St. Louis, Missouri. Maybe. And he really tried to make it. (laughs) (laughs) He really wanted me to believe that every single dark skinned girl he encountered growing up didn't do their hair and didn't know how to dress. Instead of admitting that that's his internalized bias and he had negative perceptions about dark skinned people, he's like, well, I don't think it's a problem. The same way that women can say that they prefer a man who's tall or a man who's rich. I'm like, well, your socioeconomic status can be changed. But when it comes to hair, I'm like, I think that's wrong too. That's still that's still wrong. I'm like, in discrimination based on skin color, height, whatever, it's it's no less wrong. Yeah. But he was so convinced that he was like the contract. That part right there is like yuck. Fetishy. It's yuck. It's really weird. And I mean, I've experienced that more as an adult of dating dark skinned men who, Mm. you know, have no issue being with me privately, but then publicly they will, like, show off, you know, like a light-skinned woman that they date afterwards or whatever it Mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so those are just some of my experiences that I have had with colorism. Well, I'm sorry that you had to experience those things. Um, That Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. Their loss. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know. I haven't really, I can't really say that I've had, like, any specific experiences Mm -hmm. with um, colorism. So I am a a brown-skinned woman. Um, But I would say that I've had experiences with um, just having conversations with people who, like, their self-classification. So, like, let's say everybody around them and you know we think that they're like dark skin Mm -hmm. but they identify as like lighter they 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 feel some type of way if we would call them dark skin. Yeah, like there's something negative about yes, that. Yes, like there's a mm-hmm. connotation of exactly. Dark. Or even like in that one of that Facebook groups that we're in, where this mm-hmm. man made a post that was saying like, "How can us light skinned people <laughs> help you dark skinned people yeah. that experience colorism? Share your stories with us." It was like, <laughs> "Well, sir, while you know skin tone is is slightly subjective, right. I, I can never say I'm light skin, <laughs> but." He shouldn't either. Right, right. Or like you have like artists like light skin Keisha. Yeah. And it's like, now girl. Now Miss Mamas. I know. I I I mean, I personally don't consider her light skin, but it's just like people want to align themselves with the skin tone that they Mm -hmm. think is like preferential and more often than not as people wanting to be seen as lighter than they are Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. which also makes me think of like people across the diaspora that will bleach their skin girl girl which i it's crazy to me because it looks wild first off when they transitioning from dark skin to light (laughs) yeah it just it looks it just looks so pale, like vibes. Yeah. Vibes cartel. He just doesn't look. His skin looks like pink, yeah. like you or know. Or Sammy Sosa. Yes. Or even there's this woman. She's um Cameroonian, Dancia, uh-huh. and she has like a whole brand of skin like lightening products called White Initius that White she like Inicious. sells to help people mm. lighten their skin. Mm-mm-mm. Which is just bizarre. I'll never forget when, um, so I went to Trinidad and Tobago for my birthday. I think it was like two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. And me, my sister, and my friend, who are all like darker skinned, Mm -hmm. we went out to eat at a restaurant. So when we were leaving the restaurant, our waiter came out after us. And I don't even know why he like said this, but he was like, I think he called us like beautiful or something. He said, Oh yeah, I used to be dark skinned. I'm like, Wait. Wait. (laughs) I was like, wait, used to be? What? And he's like, yeah, I bleached my skin. And I'm like, no, you didn't. I- I'm thinking he's like trolling me. Yeah, because why is he even saying that? He just offered this up. So I'm like, no, you didn't. And he's like, no, I can show you a picture. I used what to be like your fuck? skin color. And he literally pulled out his phone and he showed us pictures of he really did used to be darker and he bleached his skin. And my friend was like, like, why would you do yeah. that? Like, you don't think your skin was, like, beautiful? Like, yeah. you were very attractive, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, I just think being lighter is better. Like, there's more opportunity or something along those lines. He said, and it's like... That's sad. It's really it's sad. sad. And then the health effects of when you're lightening your skin, like, like when you're bleaching your skin yeah. like that... It's not healthy. It's not at all. It's not because so all the chemicals in the damn uh, skin lightening yeah. cream, yuck. Or even with you know, um, one of the Peloton instructors, Tunde, who I love her. Yeah, she's um, beautiful. She's a beautiful dark skin woman. Beautiful. She's Nigerian American, and she had like a speak up series. So it was a series of rides where she spoke on like different topics that she was passionate mm-hmm. about. 
And I remember on one of them, like, this is one of the first times I wanted to cry on the bike Ooh. because she talked about growing up dark skin in Houston, Texas, uh-huh. and she lived in um, a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So she was teased so often for being darker skinned that one day she came home from school, she poured bleach in the bathtub, and she was getting ready to, like, get into the, the bathtub. The, t- uh-huh. the only reason why she didn't is because the fumes were so strong and she had closed the door so, like, nobody knew what she was doing that she passed out. Oh, my God. But she was to the point where she just wanted to do anything to, like, make the bullying stop. See? And kids are so mean sometimes. Cruel for no reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I also feel like when it comes to colorism, there's so many other things coupled with it that impact your treatment. Like Goose was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. So you have things like featureism, right? So when you have dark skinned women like Ryan Destiny or Justine Skye or Ducky Thought, Mm -hmm. um, people will say, oh no, colorism isn't real. Look at them. Like they're, you know, doing well in their careers and people talk about how they're attractive. Well, yes, they're all dark skinned women, but Justine Skye has lighter, uh, looser hair texture, right? Yeah. She yeah. has smaller features, as yep. do Ryan, Ryan Destiny, yep. and Ducky Thought. They have, you know, smaller, you know, slimmer noses, noses and smaller yep. lips and yep. things like that. So it's not just your skin tone. There's so many other things coupled with it. Even when you look at people who are fat phobic, right? Yeah, yeah. In the treatment of Gabourey Sidibe, mm-hmm. people will call her dirty or sloppy or yep. you know all kinds of things, and it's like for simply existing. Yeah, but then look how they treat like uh, Tabria mm-hmm. or and I was gonna say Lizzo. Sometimes they be uh, over Lizzo, yeah. but but she's you know lighter than Gabourey, mm-hmm. and so I feel like some of the things just are able to slide more than, yeah. And I'm actually happy you brought up Sabria Majors because so her and her best friend Mindy mm-hmm. used to have a podcast called The Fix. So Sabria Majors, she's biracial, she's light skinned, mm-hmm. and her best friend Mindy, who's Haitian American, she is dark skinned. Mm-hmm. And they did this experiment when they um, they lived in the same apartment for like a year or so. Okay. And they both, um, you know, same age, mm-hmm. and they made profiles on dating apps mm-hmm. on the same apps. And they made their profiles similar, right? Mm-hmm. So that if you were looking at their profiles, the only thing that's different, obviously, is like how their pictures the are. The pictures, but yeah. But they even like, you know, like post similar ways and things. Like they really want to like mimic what each other's profile had. Mm-hmm. And they found through this experiment that the same men who would match with them would address to Bria, so that's the lighter skin um, friend, they would address her way more respectfully then they would Mindy, who was the darker skinned friend. Like there was one guy in particular that to Tabria, he's like, oh, I want to take you out on a date. You know, I want to do all this stuff, asking her about her hobbies mm-hmm. and interests. And to Mindy, it was very clear when he was interacting with her mm-hmm. that he simply wanted her for sex. Hell no. Like, See? so she's good enough to have sex with, but you don't want to, you don't feel you need to treat her respectfully. Exactly. And the only difference between, like, their conversations, like, it wasn't like Mindy was speaking to him, you know, like any sexual, more salacious yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But he just felt off rip that because she was darker skinned, he should address her in this the way, way that yeah. he was. That's crazy. And, mm-hmm. and just fucked up. Right. And it's, it's just interesting to me how what is seen as a plus when it comes to dark-skinned men, right? Them yeah. being seen as more masculine. Because yeah. if you ask a large group of heterosexual or bisexual black women, oh, do you have a preference when it comes to skin tone? I personally don't know any black women who say that they prefer a man of a lighter skin tone, right? Well, I should say this. I don't know any non-dark-skinned black women 
who have a preference for lighter skinned men, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll hear things like, oh, I like my men dark. I like my men burnt. Yeah, I like my chocolate. men chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate. Yeah. yeah, and it's because darker skin is seen as more masculine, right? Yeah. Or you'll hear things like, oh, you acting real light skinned if yeah. someone is acting like emotional or quote unquote sensitive. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the same masculinity that is a pro, quote unquote, I mean, it's still fetishy in my opinion, so yeah, it's not yeah. truly an advantage, but. The same masculinity or hyper-masculinity that makes dark-skinned men be seen as attractive is uh, seen as a con when it comes to dark-skinned women, right? So in that Shades of Black series, that stat that we stated at the beginning of this episode about how 55% of light-skinned women were married in contrast to 23% of dark-skinned women, um, they did a poll about, they asked men and women of different groups to rank people um, from least to most desirable mm-hmm. and without fail dark-skinned women come at the bottom of the list so yep. as least desirable it's simply because of their skin tone crazy that's it. it yeah but aside from dating it also affects people with their punishment um yeah. there's been studies about how darker skinned children even from the time that they're in school receive harsher punishment about how darker skin counterparts in the workplace don't get promoted or don't get as high up in positions yeah, yeah. or don't get paid as much. Um, when it comes to the judicial system, there's harsher sentencing for darker skin people. So it's not just dating. I mean, I hear people say things like, oh, why are you mad that someone doesn't want you? It's, it's, it's more than that. that. And what's crazy to me that is like, we're black, but then it's a whole nother level now mm-hmm. to this, right? So not only do we do we have struggles just being black, now we're struggling because of the the you know shade of right. our blackness, which really is irrelevant. Yeah, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just very interesting to it be is. someone who like kind of experiences these things or yeah. even having yeah. men who will try to align themselves and say, oh, I love dark skinned women. Light-skinned women are too prissy and they, their standards are too high. And it's like, wait, yeah. <laughs> that's not, first of all, that's not even a compliment. Yeah, I don't need you to put somebody else down to try to talk to me. But also, so are you saying that dark skinned women should just accept anything? Like, right. what, what, where's the compliment right. in that? Um, and why does it require you comparing? To even say that, yes. Right, comparing people. Yeah, so yeah, agreed. It's just, it'd be a whole bunch of... Um, experiences out there and i just like i said the most frustrating thing to me is that when it's talked about oftentimes people will say it goes both ways or that's not even a real issue Mm-mm. um or that it comes oftentimes for me the experiences are per- perpetuated by dark-skinned men yeah. who are my shade yeah or darker um who have a strong preference yeah for a lighter-skinned woman with quote-unquote pretty hair and quote-unquote pretty eyes and it's like but Think about why do you have that preference, yeah. right? Because people are quick to say, it's my preference, it's my preference. People can have their preferences. Absolutely, you can. I mean, I question my uh, my one friend about it that because he always choosing these light, light, mm-hmm. light-skinned women over, you know, brown and darker skin. And yeah. I'm just trying to... I, I, what I want him to do is like really dig deep to figure out why. why. Yep. The why. Because again, nothing is necessarily wrong with yeah, having a purpose, yeah. right? We all have them to some extent. Yeah. But I do think we should unpack why we have this preference. What is it rooted in? Yes. And to be like, 
oh, that's just my preference. That's a cop out. Yeah. What What do you think lighter skin signifies? Exactly. What do you think makes it more desirable? Yep. What do you think makes it more attractive? Yeah. Because again, the root of that is white supremacy. Yeah. And that's not to say that lighter skin people can't be seen as attractive, yeah. right? Like yeah. I don't believe that at all. I think that, like we said in the pre-roll, there are complexities in complexion. Yeah. All shades of black are beautiful. Yeah. But it's just interesting when people will specifically want one skin tone. Yeah, it's, it's a call really out. Yeah. To me, too. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really care. Um, which actually makes me think of on The Real when Tamaga, I mean, Tamara, I've been talking about how she was like crying because she was upset that her kids weren't like brown skin. Mm-hmm. But oh, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Girl. I remember. I remember. She was like, she wished that they, uh, the skin color was darker. And it's like, yeah. but. You're biracial and you had children. Your husband with a white is white. Man, yeah. A whole white man. Yeah, which means like the chances of them being dark is right. not high at all. And if that was truly your priority, which I think is kind of a weird priority to be so pressed about the right tone skin, of your children. Yeah. But if that was really your priority, then like why did you not actively seek out like a black, black partner? Partners? Yeah. Um, or even with another of the real host. Uh, Jeannie Mai, I remember when she was married to her white ex-husband, she said something about, they were like talking about interracial dating Mm -hmm. because Lonnie was dating this white man that she would not shut up about at the time. (laughs) And Jeannie Mai said something like, I like my dark meat on the side, talking about black men, and I like my main lean and mean, Mm. talking about white men. Mm -hmm. And it's wild because now, not only is she married to Jeezy, who is, I consider her pretty much dark skin. Yeah. Um, she's not only married to a black man, but she's pregnant mm-hmm. with their child. It seeing the comments on that. So there's a lot of people who don't haven't forgotten her comments about like dark meat being on the side, mm-hmm. and they've been saying things like, "Oh, I hope that she has a dark skinned child with like the thickest four C hair," and it's like in black features, and it's like okay. first of all, that's that's weird to like. Think that a child like that's the a, punishment. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And if you think that Jenny Mai is colorist or racist or whatever it may be, then why yeah, would you that. want her child to potentially have a mm-hmm. rough childhood growing up with a mother mm-hmm. who would discriminate against them or would treat them differently? Like, mm-hmm. why would you wish that on a child? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just really interesting. All it is around. interesting. People are interesting, you know. Mm, but but yeah, I, I want to just end this conversation by saying that if you are someone who is not darker skin, or honestly, even if you're someone who, who is darker skin, please stop gu- gaslighting fellow dark skin people or dark skin mm-hmm. people in general mm-hmm. when they bring up conversations about colorism. Please stop dismissing when, you know, we say that we have been treated differently or mm-hmm. we have been called certain names or whatever it yeah. may be. Um, the first step is in listening to yeah. dark-skinned people when they talk about these things, and then also questioning what preferences you may have in your dating when it comes to skin tone um, and features that people have. Because at the end of the day, it's rooted in something. Yeah. And if you prefer lighter skin over darker skin, it's rooted in white supremacy. Yeah, reflect Plain on that. Simple. Figure out. Try to fix. Deep dive. Unpack that. Something. Please. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah, that was good because we, we need people need help <laughs> with this topic. OK, so we're going to switch over to our loud lyrics segment. Um, so this week, my song is from my husband, uh, Lucky Day. <laughs> Yo. 
<laughs> oh. Ooh, you know, the other day he uh, he tweeted me with a video. I'll, oh, I see. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, so he got a new song called Over, which is um, he used a sample from Music Soul Child, mm-hmm. Soul Child's uh, Half Crazy. Yeah. So um, it was interesting when I first heard it because I was like, mm, Okay, yeah, I didn't know if it was hitting how it was supposed yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> but then after listening, um, I think also watching the video helped a little bit. Um, Jordan Woods, eh, but um, <laughs> I could have done without. And not even like I don't. I had no beef with her for real. It's just she just seemed really awkward in the video, and mm-hmm. I could see the awkwardness, and I was just like, mm, okay. But um, but the song so far now, like now that I've listened to it a couple yeah. of times, it, it's grown on me and same. I and I've enjoyed it. So mm, yeah, because I had the same the same reaction. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, because he, he wasn't singing to the same melody that Music Soul Child yes. did, and yes. I feel like Music Soul Child it, he kind of flowed. Yes, with, like he harmonized with the beat of it. While with Lucky Day, especially in the beginning of it, it was kind of like jarring because <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 like you're not riding the beat, my brother. I right, what beat we on? Right, but then I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I, the passion yeah i, like I could do it <laughs> um so my loud lyric for the week is pressure by ari lennox pressure. and she hadn't dropped a song in a minute i mean i know she had on it on um jasmine, jasmine sullivan's yeah. ep hotels but i don't think ari has dropped a, a single in a minute i mean she had also been tweeting about retiring from the music and her ancestors both were saying that kind of stuff like we're retiring oh, really? from the end of the year she was I saying she, she was, was over it. it too and at this point in her career she's proud of her work but people are like bullies and all this stuff so you know she she feels like shea butter baby was a solid piece of work she does she and not no no beef with her neither like ain't no <laughs> shade but she really thinks that shea butter baby would be like the it like yeah. to just make her money that's how she was feeling. and not to say it was a good album yeah yeah but it anyways. was a miseducation exactly <laughs> like how she could do the one and done you know yeah. you feel me yeah exactly that's exactly what i was thinking well, no, she, she was can't do the one and done re- but i think that sometimes with the like these music artists they just get frustrated with the industry yeah understandably Understand- because yep. it does seem like it's rough but it does seem that way just based off mm-hmm. of like what's been coming out now lately I'm like, oh, a lot it's of them rough, are rough. through with it. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of them are over it. Yeah, like, they are. He said. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like pressure because she's just saying, like, keep your eyes on me, apply that pressure, yeah. okay? Basically, apply if you want it. me, show me, yeah, hello. okay? Hello. So I'm like, I can, I can support that message. I like if you it listening, too. If you want me, mm. if show you me. listening, apply that m- fucking pressure, well, it okay? On, like, like, have we interacted before? Oh yeah, yeah, that's and, like, right. You know, do you have the qualities I'm looking exactly, for? Exactly. Not, please don't. Please don't apply that don't pressure. Don't apply the pressure. Please <laughs> apply to a different job. I'm weak. Uh, but yeah, that's my pick of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. Okay, so if you have any questions or if you would like to be a guest, feel free to slide in our DMs or shoot us an email at blunttruthspod at gmail.com. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We are at Blunt Truths Pod on all of them. Thanks for listening to another episode. It's been real. Bye. Bye, y'all. Dance. 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 Dance.